And welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way, the Boston Red Sox episode. So yes, we will be talking about the Boston Red Sox Mount Rushmore. So, uh, and there's only four of us here today. Wade has missed again this week. Hopefully we'll get him back next week. He knew that Boston, their Mount Rushmore was so straightforward, he didn't need to show up for it. So uh, we'll just get this knocked out for you, Wade. Um, I don't think I have any more housekeeping, so let's get started. Drew, who is your number four Red Sox about Rush for? Uh, Pedro Martinez. He's also mine. He would be like my number four. Um, All right, so how many had him? Two? Three? Two. Two. Do we have Wade's list? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, well, in Boston, he was only there for seven years, but that was his longest tenure. Um, he won... Two Cy Youngs, finished second in MVP voting. Um, his time in Boston, he had an ERA of 2.52. He had 117 wins, 37 losses, so a 76 win percentage. Um, trying to find you missed the one big thing, Drew. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Where's What am I missing? You can go ahead and say it. He broke the curse. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> He broke the world's. He was one of the people on the. Uh, He's the ace series. for the for the team that broke the curse. I'm sure that was a big deal to the Red Sox fans. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not just that, but I think the most. I mean, obviously, winning the World Series, but that wasn't like what you guys did in the ALCS. Down three zero. Not not yeah. just down three zero. Down three zero to the Yankees. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then beating that, him. <laughs> that's what made that more so much more sweet than anything was. It wasn't just that we came back 3-0. We came back 3-0 against the Yankees. Yeah. And we went through the Yankees to break the curse and win our World Series. The World Series, actually, like the actual games of the World Series against the Cardinals, were actually kind of like a letdown after the Yankees series. Yeah. You know? Didn't but they, they sweep the Cardinals? Yeah. Yeah, it was a terrible series. Yeah. Cardinals couldn't hit anything. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Didn't Pedro do some juice in there for a while, too? No, I don't think so. No? Okay. Pedro was a wee little man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, not just doing that, but that kind of slowed down the Yankees. I mean, you thought all oh, Yankees were going to sweep or at least beat the Red Sox, go another World Series, you know what I'm saying? No, after that, they didn't get back till what, 2010? And they haven't been back since? So, I mean, in, in a way, the Red Sox have kind of flipped the table. They've won three World Series since then to the Yankees one. I mean, have you won three since or four? four well, four. that one and three more. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they've won since then. They've won four to the Yankees one. So, I mean, in a way, the Red Sox have kind of flipped that in a sense, I guess. Yeah. Well, since 04, since we broke the curse, we've won more World Series than any other franchise. Um, but it took, you know, we went 86 years without winning any yeah, before that. Yeah. So, so I mean, the last one we won before that, Babe Ruth played for us. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah. Okay. That's letting everybody know. Yeah, I feel you there. Go Pacers. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but, yeah, with the, with the Red Sox, he... He won four ERA titles, led the league in strikeouts three times, won two Cy Youngs. So, yeah, he was uh, he was a beast. And 
I think I pointed this out in the right-handers episode in our last baseball turnaround. He did all of this pitching against a bunch of juiced-up monsters. He yeah. was the best pitcher in baseball for a number of years and shutting down guys that were juicing and cheating and hitting a ridiculous amount of home runs and, um, you know, hitting for high averages and all sorts of things. So I think it just makes it that much more impressive. Did, did he have a nickname? Uh, did he? I mean, he, there's one on here, but I've never heard of this one. What is it? It's Pedro El Grande. No, I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. One time, the only thing I ever heard them call him was Petey. Yeah. That's that's on here, too. Pedro El Grande. <laughs> All right. Well, Uncle Doug, do you have a four left? I do. Who do you have? Uh, my number four is Wade Boggs. Oh, Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. That's a good pick. My brother is named after this person. Yeah. <laughs> right not one of mine so just uh, one for the bogs i'll say wade had five batting titles um two gold gloves eight silver sluggers uh obviously in the hall of fame 12 all-stars 3,000 hits 118 home runs and a batting average of 328 so at the time i mean he was just Mr. Consistent, he was going to have his hits. His batting average was up there. I mean, he just. Um, well, I think something that is uh, misconstrued about Boggs when people look at him or, or try to remember him is people think of like, um, oh, he's a slap hitter. Like, he just hit a bunch of singles, and in today's game, singles are viewed kind of poorly. Mm. That wasn't necessarily the case. Um, he led the league at doubles multiple times. Yeah. Um, he No, he wasn't a big home run hitter. No. He only um, had 118 of those. But. Yeah, but he did hit um, quite a few doubles every year. You know, usually around, you know, between 30 and 40, sometimes more. He hit 51 one year. Which is a nice amount of doubles in a season. Yeah. Um, and he it's w- not like he was blazing fast. No, he, he was, was not. He was getting good hits to get doubles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he and he did not strike out. Nope. Um, you know, like we were talking about earlier, uh, putting the ball in play. He was a leadoff hitter, so like he, you know, it wasn't necessarily trying to drive in runs or. I mean, some of these years in his prime, he only struck out thirty-two, thirty-four. Right. 22, 29. There's yeah. guys that do that in a month. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're talking about seasons where he had seven, 700 bats. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I was picking some from his prime years. I'm not talking about this last year in the league when he hit 23 or his first one in year 21. I'm talking about like his close to some of his MVP years, like close to MVP years. Right. Like, I mean, he's leading the league in doubles, but he's only striking out 34 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what guy could say that? Right nowadays, he, he also um, walked a lot, mm. which is an all base percentage thing. Which in today's game, everybody loves all base percentage. Right. Yeah, so so he set the table. He was there for the guys to drive in. Unfortunately, there wasn't very many of those guys during his career in Boston. Right, they didn't. They weren't. He was doing his job. They weren't necessarily following up behind him. 
Yeah. All right. Well, um, anybody else have anything on Boggs before we move on? No. By the way, he also has one of the coolest records ever. Let's be 100% honest here. Anybody? Anybody? I feel like I should know, but I don't know. It was I can't remember the numbers, but like it's the most beers drank on a flight. Oh, oh he, dra- yeah. he drank so many Miller Lights on a flight uh, from, and like people try to break it all the time, and like it gets ugly. Yeah, <laughs> what's the number? I can't remember. Watch the uh, there's an episode of Always Sunny about it. Oh. Mm. Where they all get on a plane and try to break Wade Boggs' record, but the best part about it is Boggs did it and then like went three for four <laughs> after yeah, he got yeah, off so the yeah, plane. Yeah, the next day, yeah, he yeah. batted. Yeah, good. <laughs> so yeah, the only thing I would say with Boggs, Uncle Doug, is that he left Boston and went to the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, one World Series, right? Yeah. 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 Then he went to the Devil Rays yeah. for two years. That's true. He did do that, yeah, too. That, that kind of hurt him with Red Sox fans. It did. That happens more than what you think. Boggs Red did. Sox going to Yankees. Boggs did it. Damon did it. Ellsbury did it. I mean, technically Babe Ruth did it. But well, we traded him, though. I mean, it, I mean that, yeah. I don't know. You just you hear that more often than not. You would think so, going to your rival, the Yankees. When we traded Babe Ruth, though, the Yankees weren't necessarily our rival. No, yeah, not then. Because but. we were winning World Series and they weren't. And then it got flipped for eighty-six trade. years. Yeah. <laughs> now it's back the other way. So yeah. don't trade any future Hall of Famers to the Yankees. Yeah, we so just we, tra- we just traded them to the Dodgers. Um, it's all right. They don't win World Series. That's what we talking about. Ray, do you have a number four left? I do. Who do you have? Carlton Fisk. Oh, uh, the original Pudge. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if I can rattle off some stats here. Uh, he was Rookie of the Year. He's in the Hall of Fame. Eleven-time All-Star. He's got a Gold Glove. Three-time Silver Slugger. Uh, career batting at well, yeah, we'll just go career batting average. Two, two six nine home runs, three hundred seventy six, uh, twenty three hundred and fifty six hits, with uh, eight thousand seven hundred fifty six at bats. I mean, the Red Sox definitely got like the better portion of his career. He was more in his prime. A lot of his bosses stay before he went to the White Sox. Um. You know, like his career batting average is 30 points higher in Boston than it is in Chicago. Um, but uh, he was still a hell of a ball player for the White Sox for a long time, too. And he played, you know, 24 years in the yeah. league. As a catcher. As yeah. a catcher, yeah. That's yeah. rough. That's rough. Yeah. I don't I, I don't understand how these catchers do this. I can imagine squatting all these years on my knees. Dude, yeah. I'm telling Like, you. even now, my knees, if I squatted for a whole nine innings, I would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they do it for, like, 20 years. Well, not even that. Like, you'll have maybe your fifth guy in the rotation, and he's having a bad day. You'll have a t- maybe a 20-pitch 20, 20 inning, and you're down on your fucking squat yeah. position and for, it, like, 15 minutes. It's 100 degrees at 1 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. And you're picking up all those wild pitches and loose balls and getting yeah. fingers smashed. Or foul balls that hit you. you know, yeah. Fouling off the cup. And <laughs> uh, here's, a, here's a cool stat for you. 
1972, Carlton Fisk led the Major League Baseball in triples. Hmm. Out there banging. Fisk? Yeah, with nine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing he ever led the league in was in 1980, he led the league in hit by pitch. Oh. <laughs> I always remember him going down the first baseline, waving. Yes. Yeah, that's the iconic thing with him waving. Oh, yeah. Stay fair. <laughs> yeah, that's a very iconic baseball uh, moment that he has played a lot. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. was like game six of, oh, what year was that? I don't remember. I remember watching it, but it's been a long time ago. Yeah, I'm trying to think. 75. Game 6 of the 75 ALCS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot to put him on the list. Alright. Well, anybody else have anything to add on Fisk before we move on? Mm-mm. Wow, I heard this was going to be straightforward. I already see three people for F4. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll pick up here. Okay. Well, that's everybody's four, correct? Yep. All right. Well, I haven't talked, so I'll give him my three. My three is uh, Yaz. Yep, he's my three. Uh, my three is Big Poppy. Oh. Oh, well, he's my two. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's my two. So but let's talk about Yaz first. Yeah, yeah. yeah Yaz is my two. But oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so gotcha. You made it sound like you didn't have him. I was yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. I thought, oh boy. Yeah, I, I, that's why I took it too. I was like, uh, yeah, just put Y A Z because spelling his name was a disaster. Yeah, that's why we call him Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. He's got an MVP and a Triple Crown. He's an 18-time All-Star, seven-time Gold Glove. He's got three batting titles, Major League Player of the Year. Um. He played 23 years in Boston, um, led the league in uh, runs three times and hits twice, it doubles three times, homers once, RBIs once, um, and walks twice, uh, led the league in bad average three times, on-base percentage five times, sluggy percentage three times. Um, he was a great uh, player for quite some time. Um, he has over 3,000 hits. Um, he only has 452 home runs, so he didn't get to the 500-3,000 club. Um, not to say that 450 home runs is a bad thing. No. Uh, yeah. A lot of people nowadays take that, so that we have 450 strikeouts in two years, but that's all right. And he didn't just sneak over the 3,000 hit mark. He has 3,400 hits. Yeah, some people just barely pass the threshold. No. He's way over. Yeah, he's he's over it. Yep. And like I mentioned earlier, he did win the Triple Crown in 1967. With He batted 326 with 44 home runs and 121 RBIs. Um, in 1968, he won the batting title with a batting average of 301. That is the year they decided to lower the mound. Oh, okay. Okay. That is, that. I, t- I think I told that story, we were talking about Gibson one year. Yeah. 
the Bob Gibson year, yeah. Because Gibson and a couple other guys had these ridiculous pitching seasons, and Yaz was the only player in baseball to hit 300. And they're like, hey, this has become too lopsided. We have to lower the bound. So, yes. Just an interesting tidbit. And the following year, in 1960, died. Or, wow. Well, yeah. He has had the worst year of his career. <laughs> and then he went back up and hit 329. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what did he hit that year? At 255. Oh, shoot. Oh, jeez. So, yep. No, Yaz is a uh, long-time Red Sox and viewed very uh, positively throughout Red Sox Nation. He has a career 369 batting average of the playoffs. Went to a World or went to two World Series, but did not win either. This was during the uh, curse years. Who did they play? I played the uh, the Cardinals oh. once and the Reds once. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, kind of in those teams is was it the Cardinals in what like six late sixties, sixty seven. Yeah, that's one of their. And then what Big Red Machine was happening. So yeah, seventy five. Yep. Yeah, he, he kind of hit two juggernauts coming out of the National League. <laughs> it's like a butter knife hitting a brick wall. So in the. Uh, in the 67 World Series against the Cardinals, Yaz hit 400 with three home runs. And, yeah, I mean, that's a hell of a series. You really can't ask for much more. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy that had a 1,300 OPS. I mean, he's hitting for average and he's hitting them out of the park. Yeah, his on-base percentage was 500, so that means every other time he came up, he got on. Yeah. Um, and he had three home runs, um, two doubles, and they lost. <laughs> anyway, anybody else have anything to add on Yaz before we move on? Mm-mm. All right. Well, we already mentioned that a bunch of us have Big Poppy. I think everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, which is David Ortiz for those that aren't initiated. <laughs> but, uh. Old David Ortiz. Big Poppy was another guy that I thought would be on everybody's list. Um, he's a Hall of Famer, 10 time All Star, three time World Series champ, seven time Silver Slugger, World Series MVP, and an ALCS MVP. He has over 500 home runs. 286 bad average, 2,400 hits, 1,400 runs, 1,700 RBIs, a whopping 17 stolen bases, um, a 931 career OPS. Um, he did come in with Minnesota, but then played the last 14 years of his career in Boston, where he led the league in doubles once, and home runs once, and RBIs three times, um, and walks twice, um, and on base percentage once. Um, Poppy also was all the team that broke the curse, and then went on to win two World Series after that, which is 
probably the biggest reason Poppy is deserving to be on this list is he won three World Series with the Red Sox, mm-hmm. with a, a, a team that a lot of people thought may never win a World Series again. Yeah. Um, he was on. Um, he was an important part. I remember. I especially remember that 2013 one. That not just in the World Series, but that run. Well, he pretty much won the World Series by himself that year. Like yeah. the whole team just didn't fucking show up, and Big Poppy was like, "Hey guys, watch they this." Would, they would do enough to get on base, and then he would just walk up to the plate and hit a home run. It was, I it mean, was a magical run. I mean, every time he he carried that. That's the year I really remember him carrying the Red Sox. <laughs> um, the year they broke the curse. Um, so oh four. Um, Poppy hit 41 home runs and drove in 139 runs um, while batting 301. Um, you know, so he was he was very good and in, the best player, if not the second best hitter on uh, on the 04 curse breaking team. So it wasn't like he was just a role player during that season or something. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Didn't this one get in some PED troubles, but was never convicted or whatever? I don't know. He never got in trouble for PEDs. He was one of the names in the uh, Mitchell report. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's yeah. never been proven. Never, never, never tested proven. positive or. Yeah. Hmm. Just keeping the facts straight. Just the facts, sir. Just the facts. Yeah, in the uh, 2013 uh, World Series, he batted 688. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. He had a 1,900 OPS. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Wow. Hmm. That's that's crazy. All right, and uh, so does anybody have more than one player left? I do. I got two. No. I just got one. Well, well, go ahead and say my the one that nobody has. Yes, do that. Uh, <laughs> Nomar Garcia Para. Nomar. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I love Nomar. No more has a special place in my heart. I had a No More Garcia Parra lunchbox. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's one of the ones I remember is No More. Rookie of the Year, six time All Star, Silver Slugger, two time batting title, uh, 229 home runs with a nice uh, batting average of 313, uh, 1747 hits, and 5586 at bat. Well, this is this is how I explain Nomar to people. You know, somebody like Drew that doesn't really know Nomar. Mm-hmm. Um, he came into the league his rookie season, one rookie of the year, like Ray Mitchell, where he hit three oh six with thirty home runs, ninety eight RBIs, stole twenty two bases, had a really great year as a rookie. He comes in the next year because you're thinking, man, you really can't top that. So he does. He has three twenty three. With 35 home runs, 122 RBIs, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's going to be the best player of the league by year three. And he gets better again because he wins the bad title by hitting 357 
Um, his 27 home runs as well with 104 RBIs. Um, none, and when it comes to the seventh of the MVP voting. Um, but then he follows it up the following season by winning another batting title and hitting 372. Mm, which is wild. And, by, and like the All Star break, he was still batting over 400. He was having a killer season. Um, and then he gets hurt. He breaks his wrist. Fastball to the wrist. Breaks his wrist. Screws up his next season. Everybody's terrified. And you're like, oh, is no more going to come back? So what's he do the next season? He has 310 with 24 home runs, 120 RBIs. And you're like, no more is back, baby. He comes back the following season. He has 301, 28 home runs, 105 RBIs, and that's it. Gets hurt again. It's, can't ever come back. Yeah. He, like injuries just ruined his career. And they shipped his ass out of town to Chicago. That they did. That they, I was so mad that day, and it turned out to be really great for us. <laughs> um, but but uh, I was so mad the day we traded him. So mad. I just loved him I, 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 so much. And the year we traded him, we won the World Series. We oh. traded him mid-season, and we yeah. won the World Series. So Alex set, uh, shed a tear of sadness and happiness all in the same year. Oh, that was a crazy year. That was a crazy year. But it must have been magical. I remember being on my knees in my mom's living room, just screaming... And I'm the only one in the house awake. And my mom is so mad. <laughs> and she comes out of her bedroom. And But the Red Sox were coming back and beating the Yankees. Yeah, you uh, probably weren't happy when they were down 3-0. Oh, I was miserable. <laughs> You're like, there's no way. Not again. Not again. Not to the Yankees. He's like, come on. Right. But you, you got to think about this. The year before... We went to Game Seven with the Yankees, and that's the year that Aaron Boone hit the walk-off grand slam off Tim Wakefield in Game Seven. Oh yeah! So we gave up a walk-off grand slam in Game Seven to lose in 2003, and like we thought the 2003 team was like it. We thought like if we can't win with the 2003 team, we're 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 finished, <laughs> you know, yeah. and. Then we came back in 2004, and they beat one of the first three games. So, like, Red Sox Nation was just down the dumps, miserable. Like, everybody was like, I'm not even going to watch game four. Like, it was bad. And I'm just going to – I just take credit for it, really, because, you know, it happened It happened on my birthday. Oh yeah, yeah! Here we go. Alex's birthday present. <laughs> That's right. But no, I don't. I don't think that was a bad pick at all. When Nomar Ray. Well, thank you. Nomar will always have a special place at Red Sox Nation. And he married me a ham. I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. he got yeah. to play baseball for fifteen years. Got a good wife. Yep. All right, and everybody has one left now, right? Yep. And since he hasn't been mentioned, everybody should know that it is Ted Williams. Yep. Yes, sir. The greatest hitter who ever lived. 
He's a Hall of Famer, two-time MVP. Probably should have about five of them. Um, he won the Triple Crown twice. He's a 19-time All-Star, six-time batting title, five-time Major League Player of the Year. Um, he has over 500 home runs with a career batting average of 344. Um, I know what you're thinking. Why doesn't Ted have 3,000 hits? I think the answer is pretty simple. War. Yep. <laughs> if, it, if he did go to war, he would probably have his 3,000 hits. Yeah, it's three whole seasons. Well, he missed three whole seasons for that, but then he also missed uh, part of two others for the Korean War. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, so how many is he away from three thousand? Like what? Five hundred? Three hundred? Something? Oh, only, yeah. Two seasons, he's got it. Yeah. Especially those two first ones for. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about his years twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six. I mean, yeah, he's got what yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, the year right before he leaves, he's got 186. So, I mean, he'd have 3,000. I mean, there'd be no doubt about it. <laughs> and, and again, this is, I mean, it's, it's an excuse, but, I mean, it's a very good excuse. I mean, he went to war for our country. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't hold that against the guy. <laughs> and not to, not to, I guess, shame the guys that actually just, you know, were drafted and told to go, you know, make posters and stuff. Uh, Ted Williams uh, was a fighter pilot and flew uh, 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 flew jets and uh, uh, was shooting down. It was shot down once. Yeah, he was actually like, like in, he was in. he was actually in the war. He wasn't just yeah. like posing for pictures and sitting behind a desk and like things like that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, nothing like Bob Hope. <laughs> he led the league in, in runs six times. Um, he led the league in doubles twice. He led the league in home runs four times. RBIs four times. He led the league in walks eight times. He led the league in uh, batted average six times. On base percentage. 13 times. He's the all-time leader at on-base percentage. Yes, higher than Barry Bonds, for those of you that are wondering. Um, his career on-base percentage is 482. So that means for his career, he almost got on base 50% of the time. That's astronomical. That's insane. Yes. This skinny white guy got on base more than Barry Bonds. <laughs> Whose head grew two hat sizes. Yes. Well, one had juice and one did not. One had heart. Exactly. Um, he led the league in slugging percentage nine times and OPS ten times. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty uh, crazy that he led the league in those categories that many times. Um, like I said earlier, he won the Triple Crown twice. Um, the first time was in 1942, where he batted 356 with 36 home runs and 137 RBIs. He did not win the MVP. Um, the second time was uh, sorry was 1947, where he had 343 with 32 home runs and 114 RBIs. He did not win the MVP. 
Both times he lost the MVP to a Yankee. One of which was because of the 56-game hit streak, which Ted Williams had a higher batting average during the 56-game hit streak than the guy that had the 56-game hit streak. Just got to get one hit to extend the streak. Yep. Um, and the other one was to a little-known Yankees second baseman named Joe Gordon. <laughs> Can't say I know him very much from Yankees nope. lore. Um, yes, because... Um, it was bullshit. <laughs> Let's go over Joe Gordon's stats from this year. Oh, oh shit. Oh, God. He hit 322, so pretty good. Only 34 points lower than Ted. Um, he hit 18 home runs. Um, not bad. Exactly half of Ted. <laughs> um, and he had 103 RBIs. Good, nice season. Only 34 less than Ted. Um, his on-base percentage was 409. 90 points lower than Ted. So what you're saying is here they gave it to another Yankee instead of Ted. Exactly what I'm saying, <laughs> Drew. I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> I mean, some of the other Yankees are in the time period. Okay. Yeah, I bet there's better teams on the Yankees than old Joe. One of them petty votes. I mean, the DiMaggio vote is closer. I mean... When DiMaggio's 56 game hit streak, he batted 315 that year. With Ted Williams batted 343, so almost almost 30 points, 28 points difference. Um, and he DiMaggio hit 20 home runs to Ted's 32. DiMaggio had 97 RBIs to Ted's 114. DiMaggio's on base percentage was 108 points lower. 108, that's that's just wild. You don't see a whole, excuse me, you don't see that a whole 100 points. Ted Williams led the entire league in runs, home runs, RBIs, walks, batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, and OPS all that season and lost the MVP. I mean, you don't you don't see that nowadays. If someone wants to do that nowadays, that then will be will be crucified. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could and you could so. you imagine? Let's just say, for example, Aaron Judge did that. I mean, I know it's a Yankee, but I'm just saying. I'm just trying to think of a big hitter. Say he led the league and all that stuff, and he didn't win. What would everyone say? I mean, it would be an, an uproar. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Back in the day, they just had newspapers. They didn't have 20,000 fucking social media sites. That's also true. Broadcast that. I mean, really, what I think what it boiled down to was, I mean, first off, you know, the Yankees are the Yankees, so you get that. But yeah. at, this, at this point in time, just like similar today, the MVP was voted on by the media. And Ted Williams hated the media, and Ted Williams was a huge asshole to the media. Oh, yeah, well, that's... Um, so a like, lot of guys wouldn't vote for him. Sounds like Rick Barry. <laughs> there you go, yeah. yeah. This yeah, He's got a little bit better stats than Rick Barry, but I mean, just like to the media and stuff, it sounds like the exact same. He didn't really care. Yep. So, yeah, old Teddy ball game. Teddy <laughs> ball game. 
One, two, three, four. Seven fellas, apparently. We got two in. Ortiz and Williams are in. All right, well. Ray, are you the one without Yaz? Yeah. What do we got to do to get you on Yaz? Well, let's see here. Um, let me think. I will take... Do you have Pedro? So that's what no, I'm that's also me and thinking. Drew. I'm also thinking that. Me and Drew have Pedro. So, that's what I do for everybody. Take my fist vote, put it on Pedro. I'll take Nomar's vote, put it on yes. All right. I think that cleans up the board, right? Yep. Almost, yeah. Well, and I'll take my Boggs vote and put it on Pedro, because Pedro is my number five. That's I thought long and hard about those two, but yep, I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. Well, that means we have our four. So for the listeners now that can't see the board that we're all looking at, I will tell you who our four are. And that would be Pedro Martinez, Carl Yaskrimski, <laughs> David Ortiz, and Ted Williams. I just want to let everybody know that is my four. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was also Drew's. But oh, okay. well. Now, Alex, can you say that name three times fast? Yuskripsky, Yuskripsky, Yuskripsky. Good job. <laughs> Very well done. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I always think of... Uh, you all ever watched the movie uh, uh, Fever Pitch? I think I've seen it with the Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon's the main character. He's like a crazed Red Sox fan during the 04 season. And uh, they're like, and at the end of it, his girlfriend gets pregnant. And they're like, what are you going to name the baby? Well, if it's a boy, it's going to be, I can't remember what it is, but it's it's like Ted Williams or whatever. His last name is like, you know, Jones or whatever. Ted Williams, Jones. What if it's a girl? Oh, it's going to be Carla Yuskripsky Jones. Oh, that's funny. Um, no, I like that movie probably too much. I know a lot of Red Sox fans don't don't like it, but I used to watch it on opening day every year. And I haven't done that for a few years. Well, anyway, that will wrap up our Red Sox portion of this episode and lead us into what if. And I think the only what if worth talking about here is... What if the Red Sox didn't trade Babe Ruth? Oh, my. (laughs) Wow. So, in case people listening don't know, um, the Red Sox had Babe Ruth, and they traded him to the New York Yankees because the owner of the the, uh, Red Sox um, spent all of his money on a play. Called No No Nanette. I even know the name of the fucking play. Um, and was broke and had to do something drastic to make money. And so he sold Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees for a hundred thousand dollars. And and before that, Babe Ruth and the Red Sox were Royalty. 
They had won, I think, three World Series in like four years. Um, they were the best team in baseball. And then they sold them. And the Red Sox went 86 years without winning a World Series, called the Curse of the Bambino. And the Yankees won 27 fucking World Series. Well, uh, the first obvious one is Babe Ruth wouldn't be on the Yankees list. He would be on the Red Sox list. That's true. That's true. Um. I mean, other than that, I mean, maybe Red Sox would have 27 World Series at this point. But I mean, I... What else did the Red Sox have after Ruth was gone? Mm. That's what I was wondering, because, I mean, the Yankees had murdered her. I mean, it was... I mean, the Yankees were just stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The year, it, Babe's last year in Boston, the starters were Wally Shang, Stuffy McGinnis, Red Shannon, Everett Scott, Ozzie Vitt, Harry Hooper, Babe Ruth, and Brago Roth. Hmm. Know any of those guys? Hell uh, no. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when when some more notable names start appearing on this uh, Boston roster, probably not until Ted. Really, how long is that away? Like uh, twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. When I mean, they- you're still having to deal with the Yankees without Babe Ruth, but you're still looking at a lot of Hall of Famers. Playing for the Yankees. I mean, yeah. Babe Ruth not being there doesn't make Ge- Lou Gehrig go away. Right. right. So maybe it's not... I don't know. Maybe it's not as... I don't know. As, as impactful, maybe, is the word that we're looking... That we're looking at the Red Sox, maybe. Well, I guess there's... We're forgetting something here. Jimmy Fox played for the Sox. What year, what years did Fo- was Fox there? Uh, and so did Tris Speaker, actually. Right. I think Fox was a little after Ruth. Later. But I don't know about Speaker. Well, Jimmy Fox came into the league in 25, so right in the middle of okay. Ruth's heyday. Right. But he didn't go to Boston until 36. Okay. And in 36, Ruth was Ruth was uh, retired. Yeah, he was out. So let's try a Tris Speaker here. Now, I will say this. I did just say that and three times in four years, the Red Sox won the World Series of Babe Ruth. So some of the other players on his team were good. Yeah. I just don't know who the hell they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tris Speaker came in the league in 1907 
with the Red Sox and played with the Red Sox until 1915. So he actually won two World Series with Babe Ruth. Okay, so Ruth was there right at the end of his career. Yeah. So they were there together. Because I'm just looking at, at like Babe's numbers and his home runs. Um, zero, four, three, two, eleven. 29 was his last year in Boston. And then his first year in New York was 54. <laughs> yeah. Well, they moved him full-time to the outfield. He didn't pitch anymore. Right. Mm, okay. And how, I don't know, this is probably a stupid question, but what was the different uh, field dimensions between the two stadiums? Well, that that is the short porch. The short porch in Yankee Stadium. That is a good question because, I mean, Yankee Stadium has the one, the short porch. And if you, yeah, that may have helped his career. Because is a green monster always been in Fenway or yeah yeah they put it there because there wasn't enough room to put a regular outfield wall so they're like well if we had to put it this close we're gonna make it tall yeah make it really tall so did he so where's the short porch located at in Yankee Stadium right field right field so and Babe hit left-handed so he would have been hitting into right field he'd been hitting to right field. So that played right into his his strength. Mm, okay. So really, I mean, Yankee Stadium was the perfect place for him to play. Yeah. And um, and then with DiMaggio and all them batting around him, it gave him all kinds of protection. I mean, you couldn't. I mean, with the team they had, you didn't want to face any of them. No. I mean, in Babe's MVP season, well, there really wasn't anybody hitting around him in his MVP season, so never mind, I guess. I went back a few more years here. Damn, when the hell did Garrett come in? What year was his MVP season? Yeah, hold on. I have to go back to it. So do you think Boston would have gave up on his pitching too? Do you think they would have just... His MVP season is 23. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think eventually he was going to be done pitching no matter where he played because he was just... He had become such a lethal hitter. So it's kind of, so it almost would play out different or similarly if he would have stayed or went. The difference is maybe supporting cast and the the dimensions of the field kind of kind of helped him through. I mean, he definitely had a better. I'd say he had a better supporting cast in in New York. Um, and yeah, he, you know, he had the short porch, which was nice. But I mean, we're we're talking about a guy that was hitting more home runs in a season than the entire other teams. Right. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't like he was, like, just a little bit better than guys, you know, until late in his career when Fox and, 
Gehrig and guys like that came in the league and were were also hitting a bunch of home runs. But for their, there were years there where like he would hit more home runs than entire teams combined. Mm-hmm. So I mean that was crazy. I mean, he led the league in home runs 12 times. Um, the first time he led the league in home runs was his second to last year in Boston when he hit 11. Okay. It was 11, 29, 54, 59, 35, 41, 46, 25, 47, 60, 54, 46, 49, 46, 41. Yep, started getting that rhythm. Yeah. Bang, bang. Well, I mean, really, he just started playing games. The first time he played over 100 games in a season, he hit 29 home runs. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Babe, Babe's numbers are stupid. <laughs> I mean, he's the all-time leader in slugging percentage and OPS. Um, he, at, when he retired, he was the all-time leader in pretty much everything. So did the Yankees just start winning the World Series right away when he hit there, or what did it like take a couple years? Uh, he got there in twenty, and they won World Series in didn't win their first World Series till twenty-three. Okay, so it took a minute. It did. Okay. So they didn't put a team around him right away either. Hmm. Yeah, because his first year in New York, they didn't even make the playoffs. Huh. Maybe he would have been better off in Boston. Cause he, he may did. have been better off in Boston immediately, like yeah. that first few years. Um, but I think once you start adding guys like Gehrig, to the team, then it's hard to argue that he would have been better off on another team. Yeah, that's true. But those would have been nice, nice battles, you know, Babe Ruth on Boston, you know, you know, knuckling up against those murderer Rose guys. That's true. That's very true. Those are, those would have been epic games. There definitely wouldn't be a curse of the Bambino. No. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question to think about. Maybe it's more interesting for me because I'm a Red Sox fan and I, you know, at least live through part of it. Um, but, uh, it, it's actually kind of hard to think about. Red Sox without the curse. Um, and breaking the curse was such a huge portion of my sports fandom in my life. Um, I mean, people, younger people like Drew's age or something, um, you know, probably think of, you know, the Cubs breaking their long streak of no oh, world series yeah you know and it was like that 
So on on the like the MLB sports games, have you ever tried to like? Do they even have like older teams on there? You like run crazy simulations with? I don't think they do have older teams on there because I do play the show. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's any older teams on there. Uh, that would that would be nice. Compare, just leave leave old Babe on Boston and see how he rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that's weird. They don't have older teams. Everybody else does. Yeah, Madden and 2K both do it. Yeah. If they do, I have never played it. Right. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So I'm not saying they don't, but I've never played that version. If they do, or whatever part of that game you have to go into to get the older teams. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wasn't as I'm. I'm doing terrible picking what if. Somebody else <laughs> going to pick next week. Yeah, I mean this is I mean it's I mean we're not fans of Boston or the Yankees, so we're just I mean we're just kind of trying to connect the dots and you know trying to figure things out. I mean we're not real excitable about either team. So long ago that we don't know the players well enough to know um, how strong each team was. With I mean without Babe, now I do think Babe personally. I would almost bet he's going to have fewer home runs because he doesn't have the porch. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Y'all want to hear something else very interesting? So I can't remember what year it was, but one year, Jimmy Fox hit 58 home runs. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. This is after Babe hit 60. Right. And 60 was the record. Well, Jimmy Fox had 58 home runs going into the last two series of the year. Cleveland and St. Louis. Mm. Okay. Both teams extended their left field fences. Like put another fence on top of it and made it six feet higher to try and stop Jimmy Fox from breaking the home run record. Wow. During those two series, he hit four balls into the extended fence. Why would Cleveland and St. Louis care about a Yankee record? I I read that in one of my baseball books that uh, I don't know if it was necessarily Cleveland and St. Louis or if it was Major League Baseball told them, hey, you need to do this or whatever it was. But for whatever reason, they really wanted Babe to be the home run leader. Wow, that's interesting. So what that could be a what if is what if Jimmy Fox was actually the home run champ and not Babe. Not Babe. Or Roger Maris. Roger Maris wouldn't have made it then either. Yeah. Jimmy Fox would have had it until... McGuire and Sosa and Bonds. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know. That's interesting. I wonder. I'd like to know the story behind that. Why? Because they did some weird things back in the day in baseball. I mean, they probably made a couple bets. I think they, I, I think I brought it up in another episode. Um, the owner of the Oakland Athletics. I should know his name because he's really famous for doing weird things. Is that Charlie Finley? Yep, Charlie Finley. Thank you. Okay. Um, 
he got really pissed off when the Yankees started hitting a bunch of home runs because of the short porch. Right. So what he did was is he had them build in his stadium this little like easy thrown up fence and put like lawn chairs inside it and said this is our new new right field or new whatever. right field and it was the exact same dimensions as Yankee Stadium. Right. And he's and Major League Baseball came in and said you can't do this. And he said, why? I get to sell more tickets and make more money, and I'm not cheating anything. And the commissioner made him put his fence back. So for the next two seasons, Finley, well, first off, he made them draw a white line where the the Yankees' fence should be in his outfield. Draw a white line across the outfield there. And then any time a ball went past there, he required his announcer to say, and that would be a home run in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that that is one thing about baseball home run records is, is the parks are so different. Yeah. I mean, some of the old, old parks were huge. Huge, like 600-foot fences. Right. I mean, or just yeah. like no fence, or no fence. You can't hit a home run here unless you hit it inside the parker. Right. Yeah. Like the ball just rolls it, forever. It just ran and got it. Yeah. And you know, and then some of them like Yankee Stadium with the short porch, and it's just like, uh... or the or the first year of the Colorado Rockies Stadium. <laughs> oh yeah, at altitude. Well, that and they had like what the shortest the home run fence. It was like what two something or. It was really short, wasn't it? Oh, I already sure. shut my laptop. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I sure. can't remember how short it was. But I just remember, you know, at altitude, things were crazy. But you remember when they first opened Safeco and Petco, they were both gigantic. Yeah. And everybody was like, why did you do this to your team? Right, yeah. Why is it so huge? Yeah, because Adrian Beltre, he had that 50 home run season in his contract year for, playing for the Dodgers at the Coliseum. And then he signed that big contract and went up to Seattle to play at Petco. Yeah. Or is that Safeco? I don't know. Safeco was Seattle. Yeah, Safeco. Safeco. And he could never, he never hit a bunch of home runs. And then one, uh, he played up there for like five years. And, you know, he was good, but he never hit a bunch of home runs. And then as soon as he left Seattle, his home run numbers went back up. You know, and it was like, because he plays in a stadium where the fences are so far back. Yeah. Like he's he was never gonna hit fifty or sixty home runs there. Yeah, so those ballpark dimensions make a huge difference. Yeah. So well, and you remember when Houston first opened their new stadium and it had the incline in the outfield yeah. with the pole? Yep. I, I was just waiting for somebody to get hurt. This is like why would you do that? Yeah, some whoever designed that was an idiot. So the the Rockies field at left field is three hundred and forty seven feet. And then right field is 350. Wow. And I thought it was shorter than that when it first started, but that's what it is right now. Because isn't the porch Yankee like 318, 320? I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. I think it's pretty short. Um... Damn it, my phone is being a piece of poop. 
Internet. Internet connect. <laughs> Yankees right field is 314. Yeah. 314. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Because I think down the line at Bush is 330, 335, hmm. something like that. And new Bush isn't as big as old Bush. Back yeah. in the um, the Whitey Ball days when the, the AstroTurf and the Cardinals were built for defense and no home runs. I think center field was like 412 maybe. Mm. And now it's like 400. That's and they built decent. a new ballpark. They brought center field in. And uh, different, I mean, those Cardinals back in the, the early 80s, they were built for that ballpark. Well, <clears throat> the Red Sox right field is really goofy because the foul pole – is only 302 feet from home plate. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. But the fence is not 302 feet from home plate. Oh, okay. The fence continues to go. Like, the fence is ends up being like 340 or something like that. Yeah. But the trick is, if you're a lefty and you can hook it around the pole, it's a home run. Right. So you can hit like a 305-foot home run. If you can hook it around, but the pole. but you have to hook it around the pole be, to make it go f- into foul territory after it goes past the pole, right? Because if you hit a three hundred five inside the pole, somebody catches it, right? Yeah. So it's actually a really weird setup because it's just because the pole is set f- too far into the feet, like too far yeah. up the line. If they would just set it back at the at the fence, it wouldn't right. be that it way. Wouldn't, wouldn't matter. But that's yeah, why that's, that's Pesky's pole. Because he wrapped one around it to win a uh, to win a, a playoff game one year, he wrapped like a three hundred ten foot home run around the pole. Yeah. So it's been Pesky's pole for since then. Okay, so, for Johnny Pesky. So uh, by hitting, what happens if you hit the pole? It's just it's a home run. So really, you're just kind of aiming at the pole. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're looking at a six inch in diameter pole is right. sticking up in the air that's hey, kind of hard to hit yeah but if you're good i mean you're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah but ballparks do have a big big impact yeah yeah all right well i think that's pretty much all we got on that one so we appreciate you tuning in for this Boston Red Sox episode, and we would appreciate you tuning in next week for our Florida Marlins episode, yeah. one of the newer franchises again. Sheffield. Moving over to the NL East. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Sports the Nemo Way. <laughs>